What is up guys, you're listening to Dan P on Into the Unknown Radio, coming at you from the West Midlands in the UK, which you may have gathered with the little Black Sabbath nod in my newly made intro. This is the final episode of the year, and in it I'll be revisiting tracks from my top 10 releases of the year. There have been some surprises, to me at least, a few bands seem to have fallen flat, some bands returning to the fold after what feels like an eternity and others releasing what could be considered as career-defining albums. So, for the next hour or so, let's lift the lid on some of my favourite releases from 2019. 10. Thank you. 
Fenn are currently six albums into their career and The Deadlight is my first. I decided to check them out through curiosity more than anything and I found that for too long I have overlooked a great British band. The album is lush with shimmering post-black metal riffs and atmospheric post-rock stylings and there are tons of great vocal melodies layered throughout. This album's a real treat and really deserves your attention. There's not really a bad song on it. Also, while the band proving themselves not to be consigned to any specific genre, mind-bending stuff really, so do yourself a favour and check out this recently released gem. 9. Galsford
I'm not even going to lie to you. I have never listened to a single Gorgoroth song in my life. I've seen them live a couple of times with Pest fronting the band, but honestly I couldn't tell you a single thing about those shows other than they were quite uninspired, to me anyway. But the name Gaal is not a name that is new to me. Uh, I read the webzines, the metal gossip sites, so even if I don't necessarily like a band, or have even heard of them up until that point, I'll at least have a fleeting knowledge about them, especially about personalities listed as controversial. Uh, With this album, Gastia, Ghosts Invited, it was originally put into my possession by my right-hand man, Shane B, who is a real black metal aficionado. So it ended up in my new albums to check out pile, and I was quite surprised by what I heard. It's black metal, it's progressive, it's really intriguing. Uh, This particular song, From the Spear, has ended up in quite heavy rotation for me, as I'm a big Danzig fan, in case you didn't know. And the guitar riff really reminds me uh, of a riff from the Danzig song Godless, from Danzig 3. The album on the whole sees Gaal stepping confidently away from his black metal roots, uh, sort of more progressive, like the Godseed stuff he does, into a more potent and fresh new beginning. And I, for one, will be keeping tabs. Eight. Misery Index.
I'd only ever really been a musical tourist when it comes to Misery Index. It became apparent that I'd been selling the band short when I heard the previous song, New Salem, being featured on some website or other. Upon hearing it, I wanted to take myself into the middle of a crowd of metalheads and start throwing my fists about like a right dickhead, which at times can be all you need to keep everything straight in your mind. The album is a brutal assault on the senses and a real tour de force of extreme metal that simply demands your attention. Seven. Soil work.
Soil Worker, one of the mainstay bands in my metal favourite lists. I first got into the band around the release of Natural Born Chaos during my college days, and I've followed them intently ever since. They returned this year with a sound more akin to the side project Night Float Orchestra rather than the soil work that I'm used to. Changes such as this can either energise and cement or destroy a band, especially with the loss of the drummer Dirk Verburen. The band could have well been in trouble. Fortunately, Soilwork's new drummer, Bastian Thursgaard, only seems to have given the band a renewed sense of purpose and direction, albeit slightly more rocky than usual. It is undeniably Soilwork, and these guys prove, time after time, why they are one of the greatest and most consistent metal bands in modern times. 6. Cult of Luna
79 minutes of new material, 79 minutes of hypnotic riffs and harsh soundscapes. I'm sure you'll agree that's a mammoth offering, and the band aren't really treading any new ground, but what they do bring to the table is a sure sense of who they are and a renewed maturity. I'll always have a big place in my heart for music such as this. It speaks to me on a primordial level. I want to feel the bass and the atmosphere in my bones and have the rhythm stir me into a frenzy until I can barely stand it. This album confirms for me that the band are still at the top of the post-metal food chain and I can't see that changing anytime soon. 5. Sleep Token
Ah, Sleep Token. A mysterious band, to say the least. Anonymous since their inception. They do press, only via email, and the members' identities are a closely guarded secret. But it is way much more than just a gimmick. Sleep Token began with two EPs, aptly named One and Two. The band don't really break much new ground on their debut album, Sundowning, but with a tried and tested formula that works so well, why should they? The album is an emotional journey to say the least. If people are taking bands such as Tool to be the thinking person's metal band, then Sleep Token going forward should be very much considered as the feeling person's metal band. So drop all of your preconceptions and give them a listen, you won't regret it. Right, I'm going to briefly touch on 2020 and the future of the podcast. Coming up, I've got a career-spanning special episode on My Dying Bride, in which I'll be in conversation with founding member and vocalist Aaron Stainthorpe, picking his brain about the band's past, present and future. I'll also be in conversation with Andy Clark of Irish doom metalers The Crawling, And I've got a couple of other exciting episodes in the pipeline too, but it's too early to give much away about those just yet, so stay tuned for more information. For Herod
the downfall of the world. It's coming, and Herod have foreseen it. The album, Somber Desia, was released on Pelagic Records back in February, and it is utterly nightmarish. I managed to catch Herod live supporting the Ocean Collective earlier in the year. You might remember I talked about it on the first episode I made, and they absolutely crushed any opposition and immediately had my undivided attention. The band is fronted by former Ocean Collective frontman Mike Pilat and is the brainchild of the guitarist Pierre Carroz. Samba Desiat is the perfect soundtrack for the declination of All You Know, so it's probably better to just allow yourself to be pummeled by it. Three. Batushka.
So, unless you've been living under a rock for the last year, the drama surrounding Polish black metal band Batushka cannot have escaped you. And I'm not really going to go into it right now, because it's been documented more than enough. There's plenty of online content already covering the drama, and I'm sure you have already chosen which side you're on in any case. To cut a long story short, there are now two official versions of Batushka, and both released new albums in 2019. The True Batushka released Panihida, which is a straight continuation of the band's debut album Liturgia, and the reviewers and the metal public at large haven't really been too kind to the other version of Batushka's album Hospody, and rightly so I guess. Stealing a person's intellectual property and trying to milk it for all it's worth is not the best way to go about making a name for yourself and everyone has rightly seen through it. So if you want to support the true Batushka, there's a Facebook group you can join called the Batushka Legion where physical copies of the new album Panihida have just started to be sold. And you can also find the album on Bandcamp under the name of its creator and rightful owner Christoph Drabikowski. Until the court case is settled, nothing can be said for sure. I'm just happy to see the metal community at large not standing for the thievery that was perpetrated and banding together, because slowly but surely, justice will prevail. Two. Devin Townsend.
30 years into a career and showing absolutely no signs of slowing down. Up to this point, Devin Townsend's career could have easily been divided into any number of subcategories. Empath as a record has managed to take the best of those elements and lots more besides and bring an absolute masterpiece to the forefront. These songs could not have been penned by any other person. Devin Townsend is an enigma. Devin Townsend is a genius. Where others would have tripped over undertaking something like this, Devin's excessive ambitions are compounded into something so astounding it cannot possibly be processed in one listen alone. I suggest some expensive headphones and a long walk for this journey. The album will take you places you've been before, places you're comfortable, and then out of nowhere, completely pull the rug, knock you clean off your feet. You think you know Devin Townsend? You ain't seen nothing yet. One, two.
Fiat Inoculum, an album 13 years in the making. For most people that is too long of a time to be waiting. People grow, times change. But for this Tool fan, that hunger for new material did nothing but take me further down the rabbit hole. I recently finished Maynard James Keenan's autobiography, at least twice, which I thoroughly recommend by the way, plus the release of their back catalogue onto digital platforms renewed everybody's enthusiasm for the band, I'm pretty sure they were the top of the charts for at least a week. Fear Inoculum is an album buoyed by self-reflective honesty and vulnerability, and I'll admit, initially I was a little unsure. Maynard James Keenan said in an interview that one of the reasons it took so long to make was crippling self-doubt and constant second-guessing, which, from a band with such a strong back catalogue, you can kind of understand. I mean, I love Lateralis, and I always will. I always cite it as my favourite album of all time, which is not a title I hand down lightly, but to me, that album is just flawless. Fear Inoculum, on the other hand, has its moments of perfection too, but I also have a few little niggles as well. It's not perfect, but goddamn, it's not far off. Tool are showing a more vulnerable side lyrically and hitting hard with that wisdom only age can bring. There are a couple of times where songs seem to drag on for a little bit too long and not really shift gears, but I guess that can be subjective to anyone listening. And I can't really complain too much really because my other favourite bands, like Amen Ra for instance, literally build 8 or 9 minute songs around 1 or 2 riffs total. So I think I'd be right in suggesting that this album features some of the band's best work collectively. This album should be listened to as a whole, without interval or distraction. It has to be the most intricate and layered album to date from Tool and definitely rewards repeated listening. Now quit listening to me and go and gorge yourself on this sick masterpiece. Right guys, that's the end of this roundup of 2019 from me. I look forward to welcoming you guys back in the new year with my exciting new content, but mostly the same old shit from me. 2020 is coming in fast now, and this time of the year can be quite hard and stressful for some, So if you find yourself struggling at all, please reach out to somebody because you're not alone and you are loved. Until next time guys, take care of yourselves and each other. I've been Dan P and you've been listening to Into the Unknown Radio. Hello and congratulations. You've been listening to Into the Unknown Radio. Thank you for popping in. We hope you come again real soon. <laughs>